0: You are listening to episode 126 of the Game Deflators Podcast. My name's John, and I'm joined by Ryan.
1: Hey, everybody here at the Game Deflators Podcast. We like to talk about games we've recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and we finish it this week with a special awesome guest.
0: Dude, I uh, I wasn't expect I was expecting the finish it part, but I wasn't expecting the super awesome guest section. But uh, but this week, we got a special guest. We've got uh, Paul Niemeyer, uh, an artist of many hats in the industry, uh, from arcade machines to current video games to just about anything you can think of in the art world. Uh, so, Paul, thanks for joining us this week.
2: Oh, thanks for having me. This is great fun.
0: Yeah, so, um, Paul, if you don't mind just kind of giving everybody a brief introduction of who you are and and kind of why are you relevant to the gaming industry?
2: <laughs> why are you relevant anyway? Yeah. You, I look at the money why are you relevant? Man? What's going on here? Okay. Uh, I, I started in uh, the gaming industry in 82. I was hired at Valley Midway and I worked uh, there as an employee until 84. Uh in that time I did um, I worked on Tron with Doug Watson. I did uh, uh, Tapper with Margaret Hudson and and, uh, um, uh, let's see who else worked on that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, Spy Hunter, um, three Pac-Man games. It was uh, um, Super Pac-Man, Pac-Man Plus, and the Obscure Professor Pac-Man. It's become kind of a white whale uh, um, unicorn in the business. (laughs) Um, and then after that, I went freelance and uh, worked in advertising uh, for a long time it was Kellogg's and uh, uh, McDonald's and uh, um, oh, all kinds of liquor uh, accounts for a long, long time. Worked on a bunch of movies. Um, I was still working on video games that whole time for about ten years. There, I ended up doing the work, the artwork on the very first Mortal Kombat game in uh, '92. And uh, let's see, then I uh, yeah, then I started moving, uh, working on movie properties, uh, worked on uh, Jurassic Park and uh, um, all sorts of things, Star Wars, and just a lot of stuff.
1: Uh, you've well, done it absolutely all, it sounds like
2: a little bit of everything, yeah, a little bit of everything. Um, then I uh, opened a heart house. <laughs> I know (laughs) hey let's do that now
1: (laughs) where'd you open it at
2: a couple different places (laughs) the hot industry is a fickle mistress let me tell you Uh, so yeah I started out in uh, Juliet in uh, the the building next door to the Rialto and uh, long story short we ended up at a, 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 a pumpkin farm and uh, they built us a huge building. We had about uh, 8,000 square feet of uh, interior stuff and another 10,000 square feet of uh, outdoor show. It was, it, was, it was a really big show. I mean, it was a big deal. I uh, ran that for about 10 years. Um, uh, then I kind of got out of the business there, sold uh, sold off what I, what I had out of that. And, uh, and I started making props, and I've been designing uh, rides and... Uh, attractions and building props off or uh, like theme parks and haunted houses and uh, escape rooms and uh, pretty much all over the world. We're going all over the place. Uh, I was in uh, France a couple of years ago building a uh, 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 an escape room in Lyon, France that I had designed. Uh, oh, man, that was- that's
1: absolutely amazing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and a, a roller coaster of a ride, let me tell you. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's kind of who I am. So there you go.
0: Nice. Uh, so I guess uh, the core question that we'd want to start out with was, you know, your beginnings of an artist. Is it through traditional schooling? Did you kind of just self-teach yourself over the years? How did you kind of ground yourself initially?
2: Yes and yes. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I grew up on a dairy farm and uh, luckily my my parents uh, saw the talent in me. My, my mom was a very talented artist. Uh, my my dad was a very talented draftsman. He was a farmer. He, you know, he was pretty talented. I, I'd seen all kinds of things that he, I think that's kind of what he probably wanted to be, but never got to actually do that. So I ended up uh, with with both their their talents. That that worked out really well. Um, then I went to school. You know, studied formal artwork, and uh, uh, where they could, where they could afford to. You know they would send me to uh, classes. They'd drive me up to uh, you know the, the the nearest classes in uh, Park Forest, uh, Illinois, just us uh, southern uh, suburb of Chicago. And uh, there were, there was an art league there, and uh, they had these modest classes, and uh, they were pretty cool. I remember uh, learning a lot, and then I kind of launched my my art career there more or less. Uh, I was in uh, junior high. I was around a bunch of other really talented artists, and that whole artist uh, mystique and uh, uh, it was just just fun and energizing, and, and I, I wanted to be part of it. I remember just being really fired up by that whole whole, whole process. And then, you know, I went to college and you know studied art, and but here we be. So,
0: Ryan, I've got the next question to Man, you,
1: but I'll, that's, I'll jump that's into awesome. it. Awesome. I uh, I went to school for art too. I graduated from ASU with a BA in ceramics.
2: Oh really? I got I got a B.A. So awesome. I really that
1: you know taking on that part of life.
2: I, 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 I
1: was going to ask you a little bit later on, like if you dabbled in uh, other mediums.
2: Oh God, yeah. Let's oh, let's talk ceramics. Holy crap! Yeah, I yeah I, I, I've I've wanted to open a ceramic studio for like all my life. I dabbled in it in the early nineties. Like, oh, no, I was. Uh, I, I had sculptures, and I had them in a bunch of different galleries uh, down in like uh, uh, Fort Myers and Sanibel Island, and up in uh, Door County. And oh yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I already blew that, didn't I? We're going to talk about that later, All right?
1: No, <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's perfect. I mean, like, I'm, I, I'm passionate I, about I, ceramics too. I I get it. It gets in you,
2: <laughs> isn't it? Oh my uh, god, yeah. Play with clay! Oh my god, you want to play with? Clay. Right now, I'm doing a sculpt for a a, a pinball a game. No, I can't. That, that's all I can talk about. I can't even say the theme or anything. I wish I could show you the sculpture. It's really turning out cool. Oh, you going to play with clay. You know, I don't know. how cool is that?
0: <laughs> now, is the the sculpture for that pinball? Is it yeah, going to be it, within that's the weird. machine itself, or? Hey, like
2: that's not true. <laughs> 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 Okay, I'll, I'll just say it's going to be on the play field. There, actually, there's. Uh okay. Say, uh, four or five sculpts that are, will, will be on the playfield. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we well, we'll look forward fun. to we'll, we'll have to get I it for you
1: some visuals when you can.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know.
0: <laughs> Who saw that coming. I don't know. <laughs> 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 so uh kind of kind of going back into like the schooling aspect, was there anything in particular that you would like you know, when, when you're a kid and whatnot, you'll doodle random things on paper. Is there anything that you kind of stuck to? And that was what you would practice consistently while you were in school?
2: Um, you know, you know growing up on a farm, uh, I, I drew what was around me. So I, I drew a lot of plants uh, and, uh, I, I was fascinated with nature and, uh, um, was raised in, a, a, a Lutheran school, went to a Wolf parochial school. And, uh, uh, be, being there was all farm communities around there uh, the, the focus was, was pretty much agriculture and horticulture and and uh, that suited me just fine I, I, I love that you know and, and I, I was lucky enough to have uh, teachers that saw talent in me and, and uh, you know encouraged me to to draw and and uh, you know get, got me as much help as they possibly could I, I really was lucky oh way don't lie. Um, but as far as, what I like to draw was like, like I of plants and stuff. But ironically, I used to love to draw dragons. And I never knew why. I just love. I, I put little dragons curling up the side of the page, and you know, making little loops. And I just love the you know the idea of a, like the serpentine. I think is what what really really I like the most about it. Is that, you, know, you you do any any. Any number of uh, serpentine designs with it. You know, it was just a great way to doodle air, the day away. You know, and oh, ironically, being the Mortal Kombat artist, ironically, uh, my high school uh, uh, mascot is a dragon.
0: Oh, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember, tiny little, tiny little school, Grant Park, Illinois. Um, population eight hundred and fifty. I, I kid you not, there were forty three in my graduating class. Wow! Yeah, small. Super that's small. A,
0: that's that's not um, too far off. I had a graduating class in high school of about eighty-five.
2: Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Tiny yeah. town. Yeah. Small yeah. town. Small <laughs> town. Yeah. I get it. So yeah, Grand Park Dragons. Um, the irony does not escape me. <laughs> <laughs> dragons. You know, dragons. Dragons. All that time. You know, I mean, it, it really is kind of funny. I do look back at it going, that that is. How did that work out? How does that happen? Uh, yeah, maybe. Who knows? It's fate, right? Yeah. Kismet. Uh. <laughs> 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 so when right. you uh,
1: when you were in school, did you start doing professional work, like, already as a student? Or was that later on when you graduated? You started going out and doing professional work for, like money companies and going to do the video games and stuff
2: yeah uh, a a little bit in school i mean um (laughs) i was very industrious in school i I remember having like four part-time jobs simultaneously um and one of them was but but, i mean they were all like a lot many were art related one of them was uh, st- stretching canvases and cleaning brushes, and just organizing the paint department. You know, the other job was working for the ceramic department, um, being uh, the glaze guy. I, I learned, oh, yeah. I appreciate this. I learned so much about glazes by just having to mix them because you're you're the guy, and and they're you know now it's a job, buddy. You know, and, and uh, I, I I got it. You know, early on, I think earlier than everybody else did, because they're all just putzing around. Oh, this is fun, you know? Yeah. But it, but it was really—it was a job for me, and they were expecting these glazes, and they had to be tested, and they had to work out. And if they didn't, it was my ass. You know, so that—that so that was a—I a, remember what a huge learning experience that was in itself.
1: Could you, uh, could you make a good purple?
2: Hmm. You know, we, we used to have, um of something called uh, what the hell is it called something slip um, oh boy Albany slip I knew it was something in New York Albany slip was this amazing stuff and we took it for granted because it was just like an end of supply, you know and then the and then wherever they were mining Albany slip went dry somewhere in the late uh, 80s, the early nineties or somewhere. And then made a killer purple that would break up and oh it, just, it was just gorgeous. You put it over a clear and it would break up and it do all kinds of amazing stuff. Albany slip. Yeah, that stuff. stuff it it it's it was just like what there's no Albany slip? What wait what? What? <laughs>
0: yep. <laughs> so uh good yeah. one. So outside of um Making glazes and ceramics. What would you consider to be your first professional gig that you did in the art industry?
2: Um, I designed a logo for a local record store in Eastern, Illinois, Charleston, Illinois. I went to Eastern Illinois University. Yeah, that was that's right. I remember <laughs> I traded them some uh, um, some high FX uh, records, a couple of Alan Parsons, uh, you know. Uh, High FX uh, or albums or <laughs> for, for a logo. I did. <laughs> is that
0: uh, is I that store? That
2: accounts, accounts, okay. That's my first sale, okay.
0: Is that store and <laughs> uh, that logo still around? Uh, probably no. I don't know. No, nope. but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing well, no. probably no. Probably <laughs> no, given it's a record sale.
2: that would be a would be a stretch. You know, come to think kind of it, I, I take it back now. Actually, I sold. I uh, had I had a, a one man show in junior college. I went to K-K-K Community College, and uh, I ended up selling a couple pieces out of the show and got a commission to do two landscapes. Now that I think about it, I, I think I made about a thousand dollars. off. no, that was. Like $1978,000. So that was a decent $1,000. Okay, $1,000. That paid my tuition. Okay. That's uh, like a
1: real $1,000. That's a grown up 1000 Yeah, $1, right,
2: right. Yeah, yeah. Got a grand, baby. Yeah, that meant something back then.
0: <laughs> <That> was, uh, <laughs> I think nowadays, little, I don't know what that buys you nowadays. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm a thousandaire. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, now, uh,
2: a lot
0: of that going around <laughs> <laughs> right so you had uh, you had mentioned earlier and uh, we talked a little bit about it so far but like the ceramics and such and of course you do uh i, I would imagine pencils and ink and paint and such what is your favorite medium to typically work on
2: pencil a lot doubt pencil um, because because it was my 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 first and i was just talking to a really good buddy of mine another illustrator rich Lowe, super talented guy um and we we both said that that we've we've worked in every medium you can possibly imagine. I mean, you know, mosaic, glass, pencil, ink, you know, paint, every kind of paint there is. Um, airbrush, you, you name it. And we've all come we come back to pencil because when we were little. That's what was always around. There was, a pe- there was always a pencil and a piece of paper to draw. And that was always our favorite. It's like your first love pencil. And, and you know, that's why uh, right now I, I, I'm actually starting a, a new business called uh, uh, Realty Portraits. Uh, I got a buddy that's a realtor and he uh, came up with this. And, and I just love, I don't know why, I just love drawing uh, architecture. I'm just fascinated by it. Um, because it's just so, I think, counter to anything organic, you know, uh, to me, man invented straight lines. There are no straight lines in the universe, right? It took humans to invent straight lines, you know? yeah. so we, and then we made houses out of them. So I like one of those.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've seen a few of the pieces actually on your Facebook page, uh, and they, they look solid. Really, yeah, no, been really like, good to look at.
2: I, I, well, okay. If you've seen them, then you you know um, I, I have a true passion for pencil. I, uh, you know, I, I think my, the love I have for it shows shows in those pieces. It really does. I, I, you know, I, I can do pencil all day long. So uh, that's what I'm trying to do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's the idea. <laughs> Get enough bookings, I will not be doing pencil all day long. I'm going to sit around in my underwear. Man,
0: <laughs> speaking with uh what, what beer mean, do you yeah,
2: right.
0: what beer do you have right there which one is that
2: uh Your choice like goose goose island ipa oh that's okay. my favorite i know isn't that great oh my god and, and then and then oh, oh those clever bastards they put it in a 15 can bo- uh, uh, container oh. oh my god Fifteen. Well, pounds. you
1: and I you and I are linking up here. I think we got a lot in common.
2: <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. Beer and ceramics, say a war.
1: <laughs> so uh we heard about your first professional gig. What's like your crowning achievement? Like what's the feather in your cap?
2: Huh. Well,
1: What's the one that people point to and they're like, that's the... Well, Mortal Kombat. Oh, I, I was
0: about to say, other than Mortal Kombat. Other make, than, it t- that, make it tough that, on the guy.
2: And you know, it's funny, because, I mean, actually, my, back in the day, my, my Mortal Kombat experience did not end well to the point where I never... <laughs> I never showed the Mortal Kombat logo or anything related to Mortal Kombat in my book, Ever. ever. Really? Ever. Yeah. And here I am, the, the artist said that, which maybe illustrated, arguably, the most recognizable logo, maybe on the planet, arguably, you know, and yet, um, at the end of it all, I, yeah, my little feelings got hurt, and I was just, I was pretty much done with it, and I walked away from it. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I don't want to badmouth anything or say, you know, but you know, it's weird how when the when the money and the fame get big, the thinking gets real small.
1: Yeah, you
2: know, and I think if you've talked to some of the other uh, guys who are involved in that, in that first game, you know, we all kind of sing the same song. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to beat it to death and then sound like a sour sap. But you know, and, and, you know when, when uh, now we're all kind of hooking up here, 27, 28 years later, and we're you know going to dinner and sharing our stories, and we're going, "You too? Oh my god!" You know, we all got we all, well. Well, at least I feel good. We all got screwed. You know? We're all screwed together, and now that, that's what doing. Yeah. Really, you know, so we kind of have a camaraderie because uh, of that camaraderie in getting screwed over. On that. <laughs> Bonding okay. moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you're you're right. Yeah, I mean that's the thing that everybody always says is is a uh, moral combat. Um, you know, I, I, now that I think about it, I, I have to say that um, probably my my haunted house show uh, was it was called Abyss Abyss Haunted House, and, and I think that. That was probably my, my favorite thing that I did um, because it was an evolving thing. It was, uh, I owned it for 10 years, and <laughs> we ended up tearing it down and rebuilding it, oh, God, like five times. <clears throat> That's a lot. That's a lot. But
1: you got to do, like, a lot of different stuff. Like, you got to do like some prop work on that, I'd imagine. Oh, and yeah. you're a oh. ceramic guy. Did you get into doing like sculpts for like any kind of makeups or anything like that too? I've watched yeah. a lot of face off and I love all that kind of world.
2: Right. Oh perfect. Yeah. That that's that, that's that was exactly it. Uh and we were kind of learning on the run. Um yeah. Uh boy we do all kinds of prosthetics. Uh we work, work in latex and silicone and and uh, oh I'm uh, I don't know a makeup uh, horror makeup expert, but I can hold my own. Okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> you got your own uh, secret blood recipe? <laughs> I
2: do <can> actually. <laughs> <turn> it <laughs> okay, it's two parts red of the food coloring, one part green. Mm. Green is what makes it what really sells it. Because when you it gets balance thick, that out. Be, be, you know why? Because when it gets thick it looks black. And when it gets thin, it looks red, like real blood.
0: Well, and you kind of have that brownish tinge that kind of goes into it as well, right? When you mix the green to red.
2: Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, they're complementary colors, so you know. It, 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 the thing about it is, when it gets thick, it, it, it it's not brown; it's black, like 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 a deep wound. A deep wound bleeds. Yeah. Black. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait. We love the gore. Oh my God. We just have so much fun with the Haunted House. When, when I did have the Haunt, we had a, a panel of uh, 32 video screens, uh, uh, like two huge screens, and then and then 32 panels, six, uh, 16 on each. And, uh, oh my God. It was insane. Uh, people, Everybody wanted to come in there and stand there and just laugh. Every you know, thirty-two scenes going on and people screaming, running. You know, and oh, just God. Oh, yeah, you're you're holding your side, you're holding your side. So, and and of course, we used to have this this um, this gag. <laughs> oh, this is horrible. What <laughs> we did to people. Uh, we we, we, cr- we create our own <laughs> our own scent, uh, which is a mixture of um uh guts. And, and I swear to God, this is the name of the, this is literally like when you go to order, it's called liquid ass. <laughs> <laughs> Guts liquid and liquid ass. Liquid ass. <laughs> we mix those two bad boys together. <laughs> Nobody would go in that room. It was about horrifying stench. Oh my God. It was horrible. Horrible. So... Um, <laughs> we had a we had a toilet in there that that was uh, we had set up so that when you walked in the door it would squirt at you. Oh, so, you now you think you're getting, you're getting you think you're getting squirted with that smell, oh. but you're, you're just getting hit with water. But it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. when you hit you open that door and you just get hit with that wall of stench oh. and then something sprays you. You know your your immediate thought is I got sprayed with that stench. Oh my God, what have they done to me?
0: <laughs> i need to start buying stock and liquid ass man i'm
2: telling you sit down, sit down for the rest of the room the rest of the they like i'm trying to get the shit off them of and they're not paying attention oh. and people are jumping out they're getting scared left and right because these idiots are just going to cut the shit off of <laughs> <laughs> i was diabolical Oh, it's just so much fun. <laughs> so anyway, the control for the squirt for the toilet with the toilet was actually in the control booth. So you would just sit there all night and just spray people from the oh. phone. You know? <laughs> oh, best damn job ever.
1: <laughs> you ever bring that back, let the game deflators know. We want to check it out.
2: Oh, I'm telling. Well, I I worked at a couple of haunts now. I, I just you know, I just just go by and do uh I got a moonlight. You know, just yeah. uh, do makeup, and uh, I, I was cast manager for a couple of couple of years. And I, that, that's just that's just dabbling for me, you know. That, that's so easy being the owner. <laughs> what a headache! Oh, I mean, it's a headache. There's always a drunk you got to throw out. There's always some cops that you got to call. There's always, a, you know, some somebody starting a fire in the parking lot. <laughs> that's uh, that's the bullshit. that you, you know, you deal with when you're
0: the owner. I know, Ryan, it sounds like a pretty dream vacation. Go hang out at Galloping Ghost Arcade, play some games with Paul, and squirt people with liquid ass at night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Artist by day, liquid ass by night. <laughs>
2: Oh well let's just not uh, let's not confine it tonight. What the twenty four seven's liquid Way through <laughs> confined. You gotta think bigger, okay.
0: <laughs> Paul's wife is in the other room going like oh he's talking about the liquid ass again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not the liquid ass story again. <laughs> that old chestnut crazy.
0: <laughs> so um, other than you know a, a wider range of various projects and hats that you've worn with um, of course Mortal Kombat and pencilling and haunted houses and ceramics um, are there any current projects that you're working on maybe specifically in the in video games that you'd want to share with
2: us? Oh yeah actually funny I, I, I literally literally just finished uh, my fourth Nintendo switch. Uh, game for uh, Premium Edition. And uh, this one is called uh, it's uh, Demon Tier Plus. Um, I, I'm not sure when it's going to be coming out, but uh, we've, we've already got uh, Blood Hockey, uh, Super Blood Hockey out, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm Pigeon Dev, a uh, collection of Pigeon Dev games. Those those two have my artwork on it. Um, there's another one I can't say. It'll be coming out. And then uh, um, this one was uh, Demon's Tier. And I literally just finished artwork. Two day, two this afternoon. Nice. Yeah. yeah
0: we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to check those out when you post them.
2: Yeah. Oh. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Check out my Facebook page. Uh. I, the very moment that I get the green light to throw them up there, I, I most definitely will. I'm real proud of this stuff. Uh. Uh. We took kind of a retro approach to it. Um. They they were like, hey, could you do like you know, in the old seventies kind of pinball looking hard or was it like the eighties? Uh, side art on the video games where it was a uh, you know a black line trap with a uh, silkscreen flat colors behind. I said okay, i you know, let's take it to another level where, where we're still using that same technique on pinball games, but like like in the late '80s where we had a little more you know there there was like differentiation and there was you know color gradations in it and that really expand uh, on, on the whole thing. So um, and between that and kind of the golden age of comics. Was the approach that we we took to uh, the artwork, on it. and uh, I think I think we nailed it. So I, I'm really excited to show it.
0: Yeah, this would be pretty nice to see. Um, uh, so, oh, sorry, Ryan, we didn't you ask you. Uh, your plug. In, no, <laughs> your, your plug. So you can find him on Facebook at uh, at Paul Niemeyer right? Yeah, yeah, Facebook?
2: Paul E. Niemeyer Paul E.
0: Niemeyer, that's right. Because yeah. I noticed the other day there's multiple Paul Niemeyer's Apparently, there's like three of them.
2: <laughs> there's three of us, uh, and, and it's funny—we we're, we're all, we're all got kind of our own little little monocle of, of fame. Um, one, one of the Paul Niemeyer's is is a uh, um, a literature professor uh, at AM and m University, Texas. <laughs> And, uh, and then the other one is uh, Paul V. Niemeyer, and he is a federal appellate judge in Virginia.
0: You're going to have yeah, to do Paul Con.
2: Yeah, you can't keep those Niemeyers down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I want to ask you, with, um, but with the arcade cabs and such, what was the general process on that when you were creating the artwork on that? Can you kind of just walk us through what that process would look like on, on creating arcade cab artwork?
2: Oh, wow. You know, it, it, it was funny back in the day. Um, we really rodeoed our way through those 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 projects. Um, it's not done like that at all today. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example would be Satan's Hollow. Um, I, I was young and dumb and just, just you know, Trying my hardest to get noticed in the in the department, I was the youngest in the department. Everybody else, we had merged with uh, uh, the ballet uh, pinball gods. <laughs> you know? So I was there like five minutes, and all of a sudden, you know, they're merging the art departments and they're bringing them all from from ballet. So you know, all these guys that that had. Uh, you know, all kinds of incredible credits to their name and, and their reputation. You know they're the you know, the next booth. You know the next like, cubicle over. Like oh my god, I played all their games in, in college, and now I'm working with these guys. You all know? so that was my my take on it. I, I was the youngster in, in the department trying to get noticed, and uh, luckily Paul Ferris, uh, uh, pinball god. Uh, Liked me and uh, took, kind of took me under his wing, and um, he gave me my first game to do. And that would have been, that was uh, Satan's Hollow, and I, was, I did all the artwork on, on Satan's Hollow. And uh, we always started with the header um, because it had usually it had the feel for the game, and, uh, and, and that was the big attraction. Even if you didn't have any other artwork on that game, and, and later on in years, decades down the line. Uh, You know, where you just had these generic cabinets laying around, they just shove a, you know, a marquee, up in there. Well, it turns out the marquee that was pretty much the signature of that game. Uh, That was his calling card. You know, I've had people tell me at conventions so many times um, when they're talking about Mortal Kombat that they could go into the arcade and they'd look around and they'd see that. (laughs) <laughs> that marquee, that Marvel Combat Marquee, that was their beacon, you know, they will make that beeline right for where they were going to go. And, and that's kind of how the, all the marquees were. So, so um, they were very important, and, and all of us realized that. We all knew that you know, that that was that, that was the signature of that game, regardless of whatever happened on the rest of it. You may put ten times more work into the rest of the cabinet or the glass or the you know the control panel, but Whatever happened on that header, that, that that's what was going to make or break that game. It, literally, I think.
0: Well, um, actually, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned kind of that being the the header, right? Like that beacon to kind of bring you into the arcade. Uh, the first time I actually went to Galloping Ghost several years back, that was from the outside. That's the first thing you see is just multiple Mortal Kombat machines lined up right at the front.
2: Isn't that a cool
0: thing? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> like that drew me in immediately to go in there.
2: I'm still blown away by all of this. i got to be honest with you. I really am. I mean, you know, you got to understand, I, I went, what, 26, 27 years of basically obscurity. Nobody knew who I was. or And I didn't talk about it. Maybe, maybe to a few friends, I mentioned it. I'm a World Combat guy. Is? To me, it was like, how do you bring that up in conversation? <laughs> all those times, oh, by the way, I'm a World Kombat guy. <laughs> Yeah, no, you know, so to me it was like, "Eh, if it comes up in conversation I'll mention it. (laughs) And 27 years my mind never came up. (laughs) So I didn't mention it. Uh, Ironically, uh, one of my haunted house uh, cast members here's how, how I was rediscovered. One of my uh haunted uh, house cast member was playing the original game got to the end of it and, and my name is at the end which I did not even know <laughs> and uh, he took a screenshot and circled it and he, and he sent it to me he goes oh my god is this you? and it's misspelled you know, they it. <laughs> one last indignity and you know, I was like yeah it's spelled N-E-I and uh, he calls me up and he goes is this you? and I said oh yeah well that was a lot of time and he goes oh my god Really, this is you? I said, yeah, yes. Uh, he goes, but I never knew this. I've known you for years. How did I not know this? Uh, uh, and and uh, I, I said, you know, I don't think anybody remembers any of this stuff. It was so long ago. And he goes, Are you effing out of your mind? Are <laughs> 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 completely lost? You. Do you any have any idea what's going on out there in the real world? You you actually have fans. It's just, like people want to want to talk to you and meet you and shit. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Right. Really. I swear to God. I was like, oh, Paul you know, I, I, <laughs> I didn't believe it. I really didn't believe it. And, and he swore, he goes, I will, I will prove it to you. And it was almost like a dare. And he called up Doc Mack and Galloping Ghost. Doc. Oh my God. He was relentless. Doc like petitioned me almost six months. Come on down. Paul, come on down. Saturday, we're doing a thing. We got some people coming down. You know, you should come on down. Meet your fans. You know, and in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking there's going to be three guys who are going to waddle up from their mom's basement, you know, bring their 55-gallon drum of Mountain Dew with them in their hot pockets. You know, and they, you know stand in to meet me. You can talk my ear off for a while, and that'll be it. that will be my three fans, and I'll meet them, and i will be done. You know, it wasn't that. <laughs> it wasn't that at all? Uh, yeah, when I, I went there and uh, I did finally after six months, I finally <laughs> dropped by one day. Uh, they treated me like like royalty. It was awesome. Um, they introduced me to a lot of people, and quite honestly, my life radically changed from that moment on. So. Thank, thank you, Doc Mac and Danielle over at Galloping Ghost. You guys were awesome. Thank you so much. You really you introduced me to a whole new life. So.
0: You know, if you're in the Chicago area, um, just on the outskirts, of, I think it's probably what Paul about 25 minutes from downtown Chicago, maybe 30. Minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah okay. I, Galloping Ghost Arcade is ridiculously awesome. Like every time I'm out in Chicago, I go there for at least one night.
2: 750 working games on the floor. It is the largest arcade on the planet.
0: Yeah, absolutely just, insane. love uh, it there. Yeah, and, and we, Just the it, best guy. Yeah we've got some pictures I think that I have on our Instagram, Ryan, uh, from the last time I was actually at Galloping Ghost uh, that I posted up. So it's just a great place, a lot of fun. I back think it's when, like back when you could travel, yeah, back when I can travel years and years ago, uh, <laughs> I, I think it's like a flat rate. Right? I think Doc charges what 20, 25 bucks and it's just unlimited gaming for that period of time.
2: Yeah, yeah, maybe something be, like that. Be less than that. Maybe, maybe that's like a weekend rate, I think. Yeah, like, uh, I think during the week, like 15 bucks, you can play all day, play anything along want, go, go nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got the first time I walked in there, I saw games that I had forgotten I did. I forgot I did the work on Wattco. And you know, you do a lot of stuff, and you're kind of like, oh my god, I did this. You
0: know? Well, there's games that you go in there and you're like, what the hell is this? Like, it's. There's so no. few cabs that exist of that specific game, oh. and they happen to have them there. How about, it? how about? It? It's insane. Do oh,
1: they have your Satan's Hollow there? I looked that cab up while you were talking too. about it. That's a smart-looking cabinet. Oh,
2: thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, that, uh, I have a special place in my heart for that one mainly because that was my first game, and and it's all my artwork, it's all cabinets, my artwork, everything. Uh, that, that, um. That was rare even back then. A lot of times, uh, you know, you'd you'd have like maybe two or three people, like Tapper, you know, uh, uh, Pat McMahon. That's what I was saying before. Pat McMahon and Margaret Hudson and I all all worked on Tapper together. Uh, So it was unusual to have a whole game to myself. And Satan's Hollow was that, but it it was it was really great that Paul had so Paul Ferris had so much uh, faith in me uh, that he came and and, and, You know, he kind of walked me through that. He he left me do what I wanted to do. Um, I mean, he, he was—he was kind of a, a shoulder to lean on when I wanted to, but he never, he never pushed an agenda on me. He, he let me do, do my own thing, and, and uh, he was just the best damn boss. I got to be honest with you. Uh, my, my model for when I run it, when I ran the Haunted House, uh, my model for being a boss was Paul Ferris. Okay. I, I remember thinking, uh, I, I want to be that kind of boss. Uh, he was just the coolest guy to work for. And he was really concerned. He always he always went to the bat for us. He went to the mat for us so many times. Uh, when I worked at ballet, my, my desk was in a, in a place where you could not come and go in the art department without walking past my desk. It was right by the door. So anytime he would come back from a meeting, you know, from the ivory tower... Yeah, and, and, you know, and every time, it you know, never never failed. You always have to go to the Mad Force. He'd he'd come in, and uh, and and he was short and stocky. He was he was actually a wrestling coach. In fact, after after battling, he went back to teaching uh, art. My my nieces and nephews had him as their art teacher.
1: Oh, that's awesome!
2: Uh, i crazy. I know, just nuts. Okay, uh, and and he went and he was a wrestling coach at Lincoln Way West, just down the street from me. I live <laughs> not too far from it. You know. So it's funny. But this guy's just a, just an art god, and just the most humble, humble and lovable, <laughs> Really, really, he really is. And Paul Ferris, he's the greatest guy. Really. Like I said, I, you know, I, I, I modeled uh, uh, my any managerial uh, thing I had to do after after how Paul handled things. and all, even when he let me go. <sighs> Like, I was the first one to be let like, go out of that apartment. Brought me into his office. Like, he was almost crying, you know? I was like, yeah, yeah I know. I was like, I wish there were another way to do this. I really do. And I'm like, no, nah, you know, I knew I was getting the axe, you know? It was every, every Friday was Black Friday for a long time. It was just a matter of out in the factory. It was just a matter of time before I came to the art department. And I was a low man on the totem pole, so I knew I was the first one with a head on the, on the block. So I, I was like, prepped. I was totally prepped for it. Paul, he was like, "Oh, this is breaking my heart, man." <laughs> Paul, it ain't that bad, dude. <laughs> well,
1: it div- definitely didn't stop you. I mean, it sounds like you've gone on and done like all kinds of stuff. You worked in like all different kinds of franchises and stuff. So, what's like, what's the franchise that you? You almost got, or the one that got away, or maybe if not that, like the franchise you you wish you'd been the guy on that. You're like, I could have done uh, that, but better.
2: I well, not not so much that, but, I, but okay, I'll, I'll, I'll tell the story. Um, boy, okay, um, uh, my my son just turned twenty. My youngest son just turned twenty, and, and he's happy a happy top- birthday. Oh, thanks. thanks. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, he's adopted from Kazakhstan and we got him when he was uh 18 months old and uh we're getting ready to go and we had to go and live in Kazakhstan for a month to go do this and uh that that, that's i can write a book about all the stuff that happened on on that trip all, all of itself but just before we went two days before I get a phone call from Saatchi and Sachi in New York, they were to fly me out. They love my artwork. They saw it in one of the illustration manual or one of the illustration, uh, uh, annuals. And, uh, Fell in love with it. We want you to do the entire new Lucky Charms campaign, all the artwork for this entire thing. We're gonna fly you out here. Uh, can you come out on, uh, you know, two days from now? We'll get you know, a hotel set you up, you know, we're gonna be here a couple of days. We're gonna, you know, set this whole thing up. we probably got at least six months worth of <laughs> worth of work. <laughs> I'm leaving for Kazakhstan <laughs> the day that you want me to fly to New York. <laughs> And I had to turn that down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that uh, that's. I that Oh
2: my god! Oh my god! I could have typed that better. You guys, you guys both went, oh. <laughs>
0: Paul, are you?
2: That was, that was my response. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Paul, are you always gonna be after those Lucky Charms? <laughs>
2: Uh, magically delicious on pitches. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, another <laughs> <laughs> oh, with a ring.
0: <laughs> that just stings. It really does. <laughs> Well, uh, well
2: that, should, that was my big. That's, that's kind of like one of my big regrets. Like if there was a franchise, and, but but I worked on some great stuff. I mean, I, I worked uh, on Jurassic Park. I got to work uh, on Men in Black, and uh, uh, you know, some of the Star Wars stuff. It's just all great fun. You know? oh,
0: I saw one of your bios that you did some work of Little Mermaid as well.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> were, were you?
0: Were it? You did the poster for that one.
2: Uh, no, no. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, uh, uh, a lot of stuff I did. I did all a lot of the marketing artwork for for stuff, and uh, <clears throat> which consisted of like uh, um, any kind of in store displays that, that were coordinated with the movie, and that's what that was. So I I, I was designing all sorts of stuff that was like uh, uh, all the advertisements that were in the grocery store or that were uh, maybe on a billboard or or you know, any kind of market, excuse me marketing stuff that tied into the movie. So a lot of times <clears throat> those those designs know, the, that artwork was simultaneously uh, um, created kind of as the movie was going so, so that everything was ready to, to rock. You know, when, when the movie came out, all of the marketing stuff also had to come out. So we were kind of on the same schedule as the movie, and we were also kind of in, in sync with – uh, design of the movie so in, in a weird way uh, a lot of times some of the stuff that we that I came up with or we came up with as a team um, would end up changing the direction that uh, maybe uh, some of the design of, of the movie stuff was happening um, one of those was, was a perfect example was Jurassic Park 2 and I, I was working on that and, and uh, um <clears throat> Well, okay. This, this this is one of the funny stories. I'll just tell this right here. This is already segwayed into it. Uh, <coughs> I was doing uh, um, I was doing colorations for the six dinosaurs that were going to be in the movie, and, and uh, I'm doing kind of like test test colors for them, and then uh, working at, at this agency called uh, MB Sales in Oakbrook. and. Uh, <coughs> So brought him in. Oh, they, they had already sent it out to LA to whoever was looking at it. And they brought, brought me in, and we were sitting at a table. And they had a, a, a little little box in the, in the center of it. We we're going to have a phone conference with these three guys, right? you know, like uh, Jim, Steve, and Bob. You know, So um, Jim and Bob do their talking with everybody. And they finally gets to the end, and Steve comes out and he goes, oh, I want to talk to the artists. And, and he said, Well, I really like what you did, but you know, he goes, uh, uh, The T Rex. You kind of went for like a tiger stripe on that or went up. That's, that's not where the direction would really go. So I start fighting and I'm arguing my my point. Well, you know, I I read this article about you know, where this the scientific you know thing about, about you know natural occurring you know patterns that that, that they reoccur throughout nature, regardless of the animal these you know, you know, it's all very interesting, but we're not going that way. You know, so so you know, all right, and I back off my argument, and uh, the meeting ends, and uh, the guy that's, that's narrating the. the or, officiating the whole thing thanks them for taking their time out and at the end he goes oh and especially you Mr. Spielberg for taking time <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> what that's the that I was arguing with this is the steam you let me make an ass of myself with oh. Oh, oh mother <laughs> no oh. no you did not <laughs> <laughs> You sat there and looked straight at me while I was saying all that shit. You couldn't have made a face or something.
0: <laughs> oh. <sighs> not, Man. many people, oh. not many people in their life can say that they've uh, <laughs> tried to prove Steven Spielberg wrong.
2: <laughs> it gets better. It's better. Okay. So now I'm driving home, and I'm, I'm re-running the conversation in my head. What, what ass I thing did I say, you know? <clears throat> so now, and also I also had a laundry list of stuff that I had to do to change things. So, so I went home, and I painted it, repainted it, and I brought it back. And, I, and uh, so I'm calling the office. I come to the art director's office. He's on the phone. And, and uh, I come in. He just hands me the phone. And I said, what's this? And he goes, Stephen Spielberg.
0: <laughs> you
2: know? oh god and I'm like yeah right he goes "Steve Spielberg I can't phone <laughs> like, okay, okay okay so I get on the phone and we, we talk about you know what, what we're discussing and, th- and then he goes were you aware that that was me you were talking to last week <laughs> <laughs> when you're arguing your point about the you know the, the uh, you know the natural occurring patterns in nature and I was this little pause I'm like no, <laughs> no, I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't aware of that, sir. No, <laughs> he goes, no I didn't think so. <laughs> he goes, People usually don't argue with me like that. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a rebel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, so, so I'm, I'm kind of, we're having a little chuckle about that. And he goes, Well, he goes, I'm glad that you did. And he said, I'm kind of glad that you didn't know it was me. He goes, you sucked your guns. And he goes, you made some good points, even though, you know, we went in a different direction. He goes, oh, I'm glad that you gave me a straight a straight poop on that. And go, I respect that. And I was like, wow, moment, you know, <laughs> that was like totally cool. So, uh, yeah, that, that's my, you know, Steve Spielberg story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, speaking of movies, uh, what are your thoughts on the new Mortal Kombat movie that's coming out here in a, in a few weeks? in a week, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah it is. that it's looks sick. I know. And it's about one. A <laughs> so it looks know, so
0: like, good.
2: I know, like, little kid. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just, just, I know. I can't wait. The trailers. I can't rerun the trailers. I'm like a little kid. I really am. I cannot wait. I just cannot wait. And, uh, and it's funny how, how many, so many people have gone, are you pretty upset that they changed the logo? <laughs> They would talk to me in 27 years. <laughs> I'm going to start getting upset now. <laughs> now? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, I'm thrilled. Look at this this freaking franchise. Look at what it, what it is. Okay. The reality of this is when we were making that game, they were going to make 300 games. That was it. That was oh, wow. Yeah, I'll bet you, most people don't know that. I'll bet most people don't know that. Three hundred games was the first run of Mortal Kombat. And, okay, I, I was a freelancer. The only reason they hired a freelancer is because they didn't want to waste the, one of the, the the regulars on that game. I'm not joking. They they figured, well, we'll bring in Paul. He knows what the hell he's doing. He can do this stuff in his sleep. You know, he'll bang out in no time. We'll save a couple bucks and. Out the door will go And we'll tune out 300 games There'll be a flop and we'll move on I swear to god that was the attitude Okay
1: so We've Come a long way I think it's safe to say yeah.
2: oh, uh, <coughs> One of uh, um, Dan Pacinas Favorite stories I remember the first time he told us to be at dinner We were laughing He said that he was at one of the original meetings And uh they were talking about, their, you know, we're going to make 300 games. And he said, 301. <laughs> they go, what you goes, I want a game. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wanted a game, you know. And they're going, we can't give you a game. He goes, well, I'll, I'll, I'll trade it for pay. He was literally willing to trade his pay on the original Mortal Kombat. Right, <laughs> the original Mortal Kombat for a game and, and they did not and they would not give them a game, so. <laughs> but yeah, 300 was the first run because I didn't think it was going to be anything. And, and that literally, that's why I was involved because, you know, a freelancer, okay, they let a freelancer make the the most valuable piece of intellectual property the company ever owned. No, they didn't. They not intentionally, they didn't. But they sure realize they're fucked up after it happened.
0: Okay. I mean, that, that franchise has spanned comic books and action figures and movies and video games. It's it's everywhere.
2: <laughs> when all that happened, when all that happened, I I, I call you know. Um, okay, my my inside guys were were telling me, dude, you know, not only this is like going crazy, which I already knew. He goes, but you know mk2 is in the works you're a shoe in so you know that's why i call I, I was fishing for work and, and so i call and, and i got ed you know, i got ed boone on the phone and uh, <clears throat> so we we're talking it up a little bit and then i'm chatting him up and i'm saying damn dude epic epic crazy success i mean i've been in this business 10 years i've never seen anything like this this is insane you know so proud to be part of the team. And he cuts me off and he goes, You aren't part of the team. I said, wow. Say, what? He, he goes, No, you're hired gun. you realize that, right? And I'm like, yeah, okay. He goes, Why did you think you're part of the team? And I said, Well, probably all the meetings with the rest of the team. Okay. Yeah, you know, they're a little bad blood, you know, on, on that whole issue. So and I was like, Wow, 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 wow. And, and now the, the whole reason for me calling to get in on MK2 seems just turned into dust, you know, and the next thing that comes out of his mouth is, um, oh, yeah, by the way, the legal department wants to tell you that uh, we're enacting your, uh, um, uh, I forget what they call it, shit. Oh, ga- it's a gag order. Dag order clause in your uh, NDA that you can't talk about Mortal Kombat or associate yourself with Mortal Kombat or show any artwork you did for Mortal Kombat for 18 months or will sue you into the Stone Age.
1: Oh my God.
2: Yes, yeah, that was my reward. was. Or the threat of a lawsuit if I brought it up or showed it. So so that's why I was like, you know, when 18 months was over, I, 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 I didn't give a damn. And also here uh, the other thing, like um, my clients were Eminem, Mars, and Kellogg's, and a bunch of liquor companies. And believe it or not, liquor companies—that boy—it's it's, got to be like by the book with them, man. You know, uh, so you know, so all of these are clients that didn't need to hear about, you know, uh, Mortal Kombat being the, you know, focus of a. Gig- congressional (laughs) investigation and and really all that was happening at the time you know so to in my mind i I was kind of like i don't need to be associated with this with these these nice conservative clients that pay their bills and they've been paying me a lot of money way more money than i was making in the video game industry so you know and in, in that respect, uh, I mean, sure, I didn't get any more work after that. Maybe I was blackball. I don't know. You wouldn't th- you would think that after doing Mortal Kombat, the world's <laughs> most popular game, that I'd be swamped with offers. And yet, no. So, you know, can we say suspicious? A little. A little bit. Maybe so no. how,
0: Do you uh, keep up with any of those older artists from the original? Like, I know you had mentioned there's a few that you would chat with. Do you keep up with any of the others?
2: yes um yes i do um over the years like i i've seen friends with doug watson since uh since uh, the day back in 82 and 84 we've been really good friends um and and uh uh i um kind of have peripheral contact with 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 everybody else you know we just kind of we know, we know where each other are, okay, let's say that, <laughs> no, more or less. Um, but, but something very, very cool uh, is uh, this the pinball game that I'm doing the sculpts on. Uh, the art director that I'm working for is none other than Jack Hager, who was my art director on Mortal Kombat. Nice. Yes. Yeah, and this is the first job that we're working together since Mortal Kombat. That's, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean so, uh, you really oh
1: go ahead no 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 go ahead.
2: We go, go ahead.
1: I mean you've really come like a whole long way from then I mean it's co- so cool to hear all your different stories on like you know that was kind of this big thing and now you're kind of have you know re-emerged kind of through that yeah. again and it's cool to hear you be able to talk about you know you've been through you've been through the ringer on all <laughs> of this like is there is there any advice to give to like young aspiring artists now to kind of let them know like what what to kind of expect or how to avoid some of those things or just like to you know keep up the dream and keep going cuz like I know I kind of got sidetracked and never really stepped into that artist role and it makes it doubly cool to talk to somebody like you who's like really gone the full nine.
2: Well, well well, well first of all Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. You know, <clears throat> uh, uh, I'm I'm really good friends with uh, a lot of the artists that I came up with through the ranks. I mean, and, and a lot of us knew each other in college. And uh, it, it's funny, like there's just a handful of us that that from from that that whole uh, college experience maybe there are 30 or 40 uh, illustrators or really talented people uh, that that were at, at Eastern that, that year and and out of all that group, there were about maybe four of us that, that actually made it in the business. You so know that was about it. And we all know each other. And we've all known each other for years. <laughs> so it's easy to keep track. <laughs> um, it's tough. It was tough then. It's it's a hundred times tougher now. Um, back then, it was it was easier because maybe how made this apples are just you decide what it's easier right here. It was easier because you can make real human connections. You worked with art directors, you know, and and they liked you. And you went to their office, and you had lunch with them, and, and you and you know sometimes you would even you'd know, meet their families, and you you know you, you'd go to uh, you know uh, christenings at their house. I mean, you knew these people, and they, they became your friends. Uh, you know, um, it, it was it was you know a family that 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 all kind of kind of worked together. And being a freelancer. You know, I I, I, was, I floated from agency to agency. So, you know, if, if you've you worked with maybe 20, 30, 40 different art directors in a year. You know, I've been doing this 37 years. That's a lot of people I've worked with. You just start doing the math on it. You know. Um, so, advice now. Here, here's, here's the thing. Um, now I'm, I'm old and I'm grizzled. <laughs> and... Uh, and I, and I try not to be cynical because it's it would be easy to do. And, and most of my friends, unfortunately, a lot of them are very cynical. You know, if you've been an artist as long as I have, you've gotten screwed over. Somebody stole your artwork. Somebody took credit for it. Somebody plagiarized something. Somebody took a portion of it, changed it, claimed it as, as theirs, um, and sent you a, des- a cease and desist letter when when you you, you know, actually – try to oppose it that's the kind of shit that's happened you know so you know, after a while you're kind of like oh christ would i tell anybody to do this i wouldn't wish this on my enemy you know and yet there's still a world out there that needs art and, and uh, you know an art is essential um you can't spell earth without art, you know? Without art, it's just eh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's off so a pillow, I'm sure. <laughs> it's embroidered on a pillow somewhere. <laughs> but it is a good one, isn't it? I, I like that one, too. Um, but it, it's true. Uh, just recently, I saw something on, on uh, uh, Facebook. Somebody posted uh, non-essential workers, and the top of the list was artists. <laughs> and then somebody wrote below, you realize an artist put together this graphic. <laughs> you wouldn't even have had this it had been for the artist, you idiot. You, know? you can't do anything without art. Everything you touch had was touched by art. You know, we we take it for granted. And, and unfortunately the artist is taken for granted. And here you you know this as well as anybody, you know. Um being an artist, it's it's a hard life. People come up to you and they, they think you should be giving your artwork away. Oh, can I have that? No, no, you cannot have that. I used to go to the zoo and draw uh, back in the day, and Tuesdays was free day, which means it was it was derelict Dad Day. Okay, it was Bad Dad Day. It was <laughs> you know, free to get into zoos. So the the deadbeat dads would come by with the vodka on their breath and take the kids and they'd argue with me I'm sitting there drawing the animal and, you know, you should just give this to my kid. What? Yeah, I, I've never understood that. There's just a mentality out there that, that for some reason, you know, artists should be just giving their artwork away. It, it, it doesn't have value or something. You know, so uh, it, I, I would say my advice to somebody young in the business coming up, um, boy, know who you are. And, and don't let anybody knock that down. Don't let any, not, not your family, not your friends, not, not your well-meaning, whoever, compatriots, whatever they, meet, you know, they are, you know, look here. This is where the art really is. It's in your heart. Follow that. Don't don't listen to anybody else. There are rules, but the nice thing about art is art art. The best art is the art that, that broke the rules. You know, so <clears throat> that's that'd be my advice. Is that you know that, and, and also get a wide range of stuff. Uh, be good at everything. You know, uh, if, if you're taking computer design classes then take some drawing classes too, okay? That seems to be the problem in the art world right now. It is, uh, I've gone to agencies where I had a team and we were working on some project and we had to come up with multiple ideas and I I would just like divvy out all the the assignments and say, here, sketch these out and I wanna see your sketches. And, And they get that panic on their face. What do you mean sketch? you know, take a pencil and put it on paper and move it around until an idea comes out. (laughs) That's what sketching is. What the hell? What the hell, indeed. They're just that, well, how about if I just, like, download some stuff and put together a, just get an idea. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, like, uh, um, I'm explaining physics to the dog. You know? (laughs) <laughs> you know, I'm wasting my time and it's annoying the dog. okay?
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. and I, I mean, a lot of it, I think, is with many industries, too, just sitting back and having that pencil and paper and jotting down ideas and sketching. I mean, even what I do on a day-to-day basis for my work, the first thing I start off is pencil and paper. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, I, I recently I, started a new job and I mean, I pitched the hell out of my ceramics degree as you know a desirable trait like i learned so much from that and it's like having interdisciplinary skills like really lets you be informed in multiple ways i was just watching a video last week talking about you know if if you're going to be in game design or something like know how to play the cello like hiking uh go fishing on the weekends like everybody here knows all the stuff about game design it's the things that make us different coming together that really bring ideas and creativity like everybody knows the things that they're there at the job to do
2: right i i agree wholeheartedly that 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 is absolutely you know be the renaissance man you know have those experiences go places do things you know, um, I, I, I gotta say, uh, um, I, I always did stuff. I never stopped wanting to do things. Um, uh, you know, I, 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 went, I, I, I was uh, afraid of heights. So I went skydiving. Right. I didn't just make one skydive. I got 51 skydives. Right? Wow. I, yeah. I, yeah. Um, I was a ski bum for 10 years, an international ski bum. I have skied on every mountain in in Europe and Canada and North America, and even once in the Himalayas. Uh, (laughs) I've I've had a lot of adventures. You know, I've I've lived in Kazakhstan. I've, uh, you know, had to pick a Russian on on the run from, uh, you know, uh, an ex-cop that was my driver. (laughs) (laughs) That's some adventures, man.
1: (laughs) Uh, and now you've done the Game Deflators podcast.
0: <laughs> Add it to the list.
2: I can die now. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: gonna. Pass. We need so much more from you. I was gonna say like this might be <laughs> the, the lowest
0: left. of his career. There's
2: nothing left. I <laughs> have <laughs> five minutes left. It's been a good run, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Man, this has been great fun, man. This
1: has really been fun. Yeah, um, yeah this has been great talking to you, Paul. I mean, you're a, a prolific person. I feel like I've learned a lot. I feel like, you know, our, our listeners have gotten to hear some great stories about all kinds of different things. I mean, you know, you're you're an inspiration, and you're a great guy, and it's been awesome having you. Oh, well,
2: thanks, man. It's been fun. It really is fun. And, and I, I'm just... I'm I'm glad I share all of this and that, that uh, hopefully it has some benefit to someone and, and uh, you know something good comes out of it that, that just makes my day it really does. Uh, you know that, that I can share all the stuff and um, I gotta admit it, I'm 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 just as shocked and, and surprised at uh, all of this as as anyone. Uh, I, I've <laughs> I have all, all, all my friends from high school you know contacting me and going, Crap, dude, you're like famous. <laughs> i guess i am holy <laughs> <You> shit know <laughs> it's it's weird it really hasn't sunk in you know when did oh, that happen? <laughs> yeah yeah right exactly you know so yeah thank you guys so much really it's been an honor to be here and just just enjoyed the talk with you we had a lot of laughs and a lot of fun really appreciate it thanks so much
0: yeah it's good stuff paul thanks for hopping on and uh we'll definitely have to have you on again in the future uh, oh, for- and for anybody listening, of course, find this episode at the uh, Game dot com and on our social media pages at the Game Deflators on Instagram and Facebook, as well as at Game Deflators on Twitter. And of course, uh, catch this episode on your favorite podcast applications, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasts, et cetera, and leave a review. We like this.
1: And remind the people again, Paul, where they can find you online.
2: Oh, um, well, uh, you go to my Facebook page uh, or you go to my LinkedIn page. Actually, if you go to uh, my LinkedIn page, uh, there are seven or eight portfolios that are parked there that you can page through and see all the other stuff I do.
0: Sounds good. And we'll put links to that within the description as well.
2: Thanks, man. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, no problem. Well, uh, thanks again, Paul. Uh, This has been episode 126 of the Game of Flavors podcast. My name's John. I'm Ryan.